0: Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. The following is a live, copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen. It's time now for RadioLawTalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, RadioLawTalk.com.
1: We're back. Don't you love that we're back? Uh, Hold on. We're back. Uh, warriors that's right. come <laughs> out to play. <laughs> Playing Radio Law Talk, I'm Frederick Penny, your host with Denise Turks, Todd Cunin, and our producer, Cal Hunter. It is the 10th of February, 2024, and it is our third hour. Remember, Pacific Time, 9 to noon every Saturday. We are hanging out here, chatting up and having a good time. Trying to entertain you about some of these interesting cases that we're talking about. We're going to talk about Elizabeth Holmes. We're 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 going to continue talking about the the parents are. Can parents be found guilty? for the acts of their children and we're going to get into Bo Jackson lawsuit that's very interesting and we got probably 15 other cases that we're going to do speed you, know how you do speed dating there's those famous speed dating thing you can go and and do we do speed cases and then after the speed cases we're going to do what's called a quick take we're going to help you remember just a quick tidbit so you can take that home uh, and that's what we do here remember we're uh, talking about general topics of law Don't quote us unless you're around your in-laws. That's okay. And remember, uh, seek local counsel. Um, We're not giving you legal advice. Call us at 855-LAW-RADIO,
2: 855-529-7234.
1: Is it four? Yes, it is. Oh, that's cool. I got it right. (laughs) Radiolawtalk.com on Facebook. You can look at that. Um, That's where our social media that we use quite often and uh, call uh, if you want to email us. Email us at info at radiolawtalk.com. Remember radiolawtalk.com? You can go and click the live button, listen to us live if you're driving in your car. I just had a friend of mine say he listens to us all the time. I remember, Todd, we were in the at the basketball game, and, that, and he said, oh, yeah, Todd, I know you. I've listened to you. Yeah. Uh, he goes, I drive and I put it on my radio because there's local stations that pick us up. But if the local station doesn't pick us up, guess what? You just listen live. Um, but the reason we're all here is for one reason, and Cal knows while we're here, is to try to stump the panel on our famous Case or No Case.
0: Now it's time to Wish play. me luck. Case or No Case. Yay! Ruby Richens lives in San Francisco in a beautiful older Victorian home that has been divided into a triplex. After 26 years with the same insurance provider, Rudy R- Richens' San Francisco home was dropped because it's too old. The 1904 building has survived two major earthquakes, is in great shape... And Farmers Insurance Company said, we don't care, it's too old. And Ruby said, wait a minute, you can't drop me on the basis of age discrimination just because my house is old. That's against the law. You can't do that. You may not just cast me aside because of the age of my property or for my age either for that matter. So she wanted to know, and I think, Todd, I think you're up on this, aren't you? I, I think she wanted to know if she had a case or no case against Farmers Insurance Company. (laughs)
3: <laughs> well where do you uh, start right yeah where do you start first off age discrimination does not age discrimination applies to people not things so hmm. yeah, you know, farmers are going to say look at your age if you bought a brand new house we'd be happy to insure you <laughs> we'd be happy to insure the house right uh it has nothing to do with the age of the person she's not being denied insurance I, you know I would be very shocked if there was a document that farmers sent to her saying, you know, we get that the house was built in 1904. So were you. But so
0: were you. And so um,
3: we, we, we're, we're, if it was just the house, we'd be all for it. <laughs> so it, it's not age discrimination. And, and look, as long as farmers had uh, criteria that, look, we insure certain things. Some people won't insure houses in flood zones. Yeah, whether well, it's brand new or old, yeah, you can't get it. I know that there are some uh, homeowners insurance that they they won't they won't stay in California after all the fires that took place last uh, in the last decades. Uh, there are some insurers that just pulled out of California. We, we, we will not provide homeowners insurance state of California, and they can do that. They can set the criteria. So I think that if she went to any attorney, the attorneys would say the same thing. Well, you know, it wasn't your age; it was the house's age. So. Tough. Now, now, I want to be sure, was she trying to renew a policy? Yes. Okay. Yep. I, I think that... Uh, Had it for 26 years. Yeah. No claims. Yeah, that's because uh, when the House started, it was only 76 years old. <laughs> it, <laughs> it was 26 <laughs> years younger, for crying out loud. So, uh, no case. Okay.
0: No case. Denise, what do you think about it?
2: Well, it's interesting. Um, uh, when I bought my home... Um, I got insurance, homeowners insurance, and then it was canceled within the month because I live on federally protected wetlands right next door and because of the risk of fire and even in my particular case, maybe flooding because we lived um, kind of where there was a hill coming down. Our house had a major ditch to let the water run off. Um, so um, I know that they can do it. I know farmers insurance can do it, do and cancel it for anything, but... Um, The question is why just because the house is old maybe it has dilapidated conditions maybe it's not being kept up you know i don't know
0: she said she redid the wiring from knob and tube to current state of the art she did everything the insurance company required and they still said no dice that's what she said
2: okay yeah that's interesting Because that would be my guess, too, would be a a fire trap or something to that effect. Uh, You know what? I won last time, didn't I? Yeah. So I'm going to say that it's a case. And she wins because there was no exclusions in the policy that she had paid for.
0: Hmm. That's fair enough. Fred, what do you think about this? You deal with these kinds of things.
1: Oh, I do. And what's going on in California right now is everyone's getting, people are getting canceled and it's hard to get insurance. And it's happening across the country. It's happening in Florida, any area where they're having calamities or fires or winds, and it is becoming a disaster. And it's sad because I know people's insurance rates are tripling. You know, I know a couple of people's homes tripled their insurance. And it's difficult for people to afford that. And so I think Cal's sitting there and realizing what's happening out in this great country and in this state. And uh, he said, doggone it, I'm going to make up a scenario about this. It may even be a scenario, but it's not a case. And that is what's going on in California, folks, right now. It is extremely difficult to get insurance. And when you do... It's really expensive. And people say, well, the, the, the state does have an insurance that you can get. but By the way, it's really expensive. And state. doesn't cover much. Yeah, it is an absolute, it's, it's a disaster. And they always say, you know, oh, do you want to switch insurance companies? Don't, because if you've been a long time with that insurance company, a lot of them are, are keeping you uh, if you're a good client of theirs. So not a case, but a scenario. Cal. All
0: right. Well, here's the story. She did go and uh, talk to a lawyer about it and said, what can you do? And he said, well, you know, they can insure whom they choose. I wish I could help you. But guess what? It's not a case. Oh, yes. Todd, you're you're doing pretty well. She did find another insurer, but it was not Yeah,
3: Yeah. yeah I, I didn't get it. I don't think I got any points last time, but... First, okay. first
1: time you've got points well we'll be back after this gal take us out and we'll get into uh
0: more about this uh, jennifer crumley case Good. next week by the way on case or no case the case of a movie cameraman who gave all for his work uh that's next week on case or no case but we've got much more radio laptop coming up now after we take a break stay tuned
3: Rod from Radio, Radio Law Talk, Law Talk, Radio Law Talk.
0: Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio La Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio La Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the
4: FDA. Attention. has ever offered. Call 800-501-2533, 800-501-2533. One Stop Tax Relief has resolved thousands of cases since 2014 and saved clients millions of dollars. Call now for a free consultation. Get the IRS off your back. Call 800-501-2533, 800-501-2533. One Stop Tax
2: Relief Shop,
5: If you think you're paying too much for your car insurance, call now. It's easy to switch, and in five minutes, yes, just five minutes, you'll learn how much money you can save on your car insurance. Save yourself some money this year. Call now for your car insurance. Call e-insurance now for your free car insurance quote, 800-251-0427, 800-251-0427, 800-251-0427. That's 800-251-0427. Keep listening for an exciting offer from U.S. Med. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain and inconvenience of pricking your fingers over and over again. By wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers right away. If you're testing your blood sugar four or more times per day, injecting insulin three or more times per day, or using an insulin pump, call today and learn about the latest CGM technology. 800-251-7560. 251 7560 We'll tell you all you need to know about CGMs. A CGM can immediately reduce pain. It's accurate, easy to use, and helps you make better diabetes treatment decisions. And with insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now to learn more. 800-251-7560. 800-251-7560. Plus, get free shipping and we'll bill your insurance company for you. CGMs are the newest in diabetic technology. They can help you stay in range and manage your diabetes better. Call now to receive your new continuous glucose monitor at little or no out-of-pocket cost. And delivery is free. Remember, if you're testing your blood sugar four or more times per day, injecting insulin three or more times per day, or using an insulin pump, call today and learn about the latest CGM technology. Call 800-251-7560. 800 251 7560. 800 251 7560. Copays and deductibles may apply. 800 251 7560. That's 800 251 7560. Sponsored by U.S. Medical Supply. We have a problem.
0: Hey, what's going on in here? Nothing. Just taking a bathroom break. Oh, come on! Email the show anytime you'd like. Info at radiolawtalk.com. dot com. I n f o. Info. Info at Radiolawtalk dot com dot com.
1: We're back. We're going to jump back into this Jennifer Crumley uh, guilty verdict, where she was found guilty of uh, four involuntary manslaughter. Um, uh, what's uh, called? Oh, Jeez, Louise. So she was she was prosecuted for four, for involuntary manslaughter. The jury found her guilty. Yes, of the four uh, because for each individual person that died, that her child shot and killed at school. Um, but the the issue, the one thing is, is we argued they allowed in some stuff, um, namely the fact Denise of her of her marital, extramarital affairs, that she basically was more worried about that than her kid and the safety. And and I want to just play one thing. This is official Ron White. Um, and this is, <laughs> we laughed about this, but she gets up on the stands and testifies. This is Ron White about getting arrested and staying silent, which you should, should do. I had the right to remain silent but I didn't have the ability. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's He's, it. That's it. So she gets on the stand. Denise. Yeah.
2: The the interesting thing was that the judge had actually granted um, the um, to exclude any evidence of her extramarital affairs, but she got on the stand and then she opened the door, and once that door was open, that was it, and yeah. and, and and she blew it. Um, her attorney didn't protect her from that, too. So I have to say that I think maybe the attorney, even though I, the attorney has to let their client um, testify when they want to, you have to really prep your your client in such an instance so that they don't open the door to um, uh, testifying to something that's going to actually work against them.
3: Yeah, and, and that, that's a tough one for defendants, because... On the one hand, if your attorney's saying, look, the prosecution has the burden of proof, and I don't think they've proven it, as a defendant, you're sitting there saying, look, if I lose, I'm the one who's going to spend a lot of time in prison. And, and I just can't help but think that, and, and if they all do this, I can't help but think that if the if the jury just heard my version of the events, if they just heard me say I didn't do this and, and, and how shocked I was at, at all of this stuff that happened, how could I be, that they would, they would agree with me and and they would not convict but the problem is when you've got a bunch of evidence that was that the judges agreed to keep out it's a minefield for you as the defendant to avoid saying something that is then going to undo that ruling this was a this was a very very confusing case i believe for the jury i mean g- going back to the uh, involuntary manslaughter the two different theories one was involuntary manslaughter because she did, they're they're alleging, she did an affirmative act and that she was grossly negligent in doing that act. Now, that act that that they're saying that she did was that she stored the gun and its ammunition improperly and allowed her minor son to have access to that. Now, now, that's a problem because they have to show that the manner in which she stored the gun as of the morning of the incident... That she should have known that if I store this gun any, in this way, that it's likely four people are going to be killed that day. And I think that's a hard thing to say that anybody would know that cause and effect. The second theory of involuntary manslaughter was that she failed to perform a legal duty that she had. Now, that duty, the prosecution argued, was that as a parent, she had a legal duty— and that she failed to perform it, and that her legal duty was that she had to control the actions of her minor child to protect others from the acts of that minor child. And again, I, I, think it is, I think it is very difficult for her to say that she had that legal duty when you go to meet with the school officials, and the school officials aren't demanding that you take your child home, the school officials aren't demanding that anything be done. And if you say, well, if we don't take him home, is he going to be able to go back to school, go back to class, and they say yes? I think that there's enough there for reasonable doubt. And I certainly think it sounds like the jury may have conflated the elements for the two. It's it's a tough case, very tough. I'll be curious to see, I'm sure it's going to be appealed, but how the appellate court sorts everything out.
2: The legal duty in this case is failing to tell the school that he has a gun. Only m- the parents knew he had a gun. That is the fact. I think that the jurors focused on. That's what I think.
1: And that, that the mother was the last one that had possession, or uh, or the, of that gun,
2: or put well, it away.
1: Well, okay, it no, away. you know. Now
3: see, see how easy it is to confuse those two things, because the mother having the last possession of right. the gun only goes to the first one. Which is that she stored the gun in a... It has nothing to do with the duty portion of involuntary manslaughter. No, it goes uh,
2: to gross negligence. The
3: way that you stored the gun has to go with the theory of involuntary manslaughter because she did an act that was done in a grossly negligent manner, i.e. storing the gun. That's one theory of of liability. Mm -hmm. The separate theory of liability is duty to the kids to control her kid, duty to the victims to control her kid, and they're separate... Theories of liability, but it's so easy to conflate them, and I think the jury did that. So,
2: well, if the jury, a part of the jury, believed that that in, in one theory, and the other part believed in the other theory, they don't have to make that necessarily that decision. They're still going to find her guilty.
3: They have to have unanimity. They have to have unanimity but it's in their theory.
2: Involuntary manslaughter, either way.
3: But d- un- under different theories, there has to be unanimity in their judgment. You can't have jury. You can't have. Ah, oh, no, I don't think she had this one. Or another jury saying on the second theory they had. Uh, they didn't have unanimity on the second theory. There's got to be unanimity in their theory of the conviction.
2: I would love to see the jury questions. Yeah. In this case.
0: Man, yeah. Cal, that blew by fast. This is so much fun. Well, it's great discussion on an important topic.
1: Not fun, but I mean, as an interesting. Yes. We're going to come back and talk about a surgical robot lawsuit. Bo Jackson and Elizabeth Holmes.
0: Stay with us. Lots straight ahead right here on Radio Law Talk. The law that affects you. Talked about every Saturday, 9 to noon Pacific time, right here on Radio Law Talk. Radio Law Talk and radiolawtalk.com. Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA.
1: Well come up
5: That's 802-341-4537.
6: Do you have an old car sitting around your house? Maybe you're even paying insurance on it. Well, if you don't need that car anymore, donate it, running or not, to the United Breast Cancer Foundation. They will even come and pick it up for free and give you a receipt for a tax donation. Breast cancer screening could save the life of someone you love. And right now, they need your help. They want to save more lives through early detection by offering women free or low-cost breast screening exams. And that's what your old car helps to pay for. So, get your phone out and call right now to donate your car to the United Breast Cancer Foundation. Remember, they will come pick it up for free and give you a tax donation receipt. Call right now at 800-245-0473. 800-245-0473, that's 800-245-0473, 800-245-0473.
7: Do you run a business and want to learn how you can get between $10,000 to $5 million in 60 seconds? We're Biz2Credit, a top-rated online financing provider to hundreds of thousands of America's business owners. If your business does at least $120,000 a year in gross sales, we can get you more money to run your business in as little as 72 hours. Our terms are simple, repayment plans are flexible and based on your cash flow. Plus the paperwork is minimal and the approval process is fast so in the time you've listened to this commercial you could have learned if you qualify to get up to five million dollars in cash deposited to your business bank account in the next two to three days funding specialists are ready to take your call right now and get you the money you need fast call 800-559-5523 that's 800-559-5523 again 800-559-5523 call now
5: That's 800-918-1376 Hey,
0: the answer is always no until you ask. You see what happens when you try to be nice?
4: Is this real life?
0: This is Radio Law Talk with Frederick Penny.
1: Denise, let's talk about Bo Jackson. You wanted to talk about that one. That's a football player, famous football player.
2: Yeah, I, Bo Jackson just was awarded twenty-one million. Now let's give a little background on Bo Jackson. You want to help me sure. with that, Todd? Sure.
3: Bo Jackson, back in the day, played uh, football at Auburn, but he was a two-sport star. He loved baseball as well. And so, when he first went pro in football, he played for the Raiders for football, and he played for the Kansas City Royals um, for uh, for baseball. One of the strongest human beings I think I have ever seen. I saw him in baseball field a ball in deep left field. He doesn't release the throw to throw out the runner at home plate until after the runner has passed the third base bag, and he's standing at the wall in the outfield. And he throws, and even the commentators go, well, Jackson's going to throw the ball, ha-ha. He threw the guy out wow out at home it was incredible and then you know uh when he played football running back for the raiders he was awesome but tragically tragically injured his hip in the middle of a game and it kind of limped off and it hurt and, and the result of that was it that injury to his hip killed the hip bone he had to have hip replacement surgery and at that point in time Hung up his cleats for footballers, no way he could play, but tried to resume his baseball career with the so- Chicago White Sox, and ultimately, because of lingering pain, just had to hang it up. But Bo Jackson was awesome. The Nike ad, Bo knows. It was Bo knows this, Bo knows that. Yes, Bo I Jackson was everywhere in the 80s. Awesome ball player.
2: So, Bo Jackson, um, he just won a $21 million verdict. And it's against a man named Thomas Lee Anderson and Bo Jackson uh, and his sister, Erica M. Anderson Ross. And they were trying to extort $20 million from him. And this went to trial, and he was awarded $21 million. Um, so that's like kind of an update for Jackson. Don't mess with him still. he Bo still knows. That's right. Mm-hmm. Bono's <laughs> litigation.
1: Mm, I like that. Elizabeth Holmes, a Theranos founder, was found guilty and is serving nine years. And we're not going to get into the, the details of that. I'm going to talk to you about the kind of behind the scenes of, of living in prison. And it's a minimum security prison, and no different than um, you know. A Martha Stewart was in a prison, right? She had a, in a minimum security prison, and this woman's prison. Uh, in Byron, Texas, is a minimum prison, uh, minimum security prison, which they have more freedoms, I'm going to say, in this prison than others do. And, uh, in fact, there's there's a similar one like that in California, near, right near the ocean, right next to the bay called Marin, I can't remember the name of it, but it's a minimum uh, state prison, and it's interesting how, it's like, okay, you get to live on the bay, and, and that's kind of interesting, but <laughs> some of the things that, yeah. Well, they got
3: to live on the bay in Alcatraz, too, but. Uh. Well, that's true. <laughs> hey, I, look, you have views, yeah, I guess. Well,
1: yeah. You got the ocean smell and relaxing, but, uh, yeah. that the that pigeons. Was, uh, pigeons, that's exactly <laughs> it. Right. So they're in a, and it's called the Federal Prison Camp in, in, in uh Byron, I don't know, it's Brian or it's Brian, Texas. Not, not Byron, Brian, Texas. And she's serving out her nine years. And guess who she's become friends with? They've become really good friends, apparently. You tell. It is going to be Jen Shaw, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. And uh, she's what? She's got a little over six, six and a half years that she's spending in prison (laughs) for uh, conspiracy (laughs) to commit wire fraud. So they've become friends. And apparently there's rumor, and this is all kind of rumor stuff, but. You know that there that she's given her good advice about. I think is Elizabeth Holmes still pregnant, or she hasn't had the baby yet? Or yeah, she or, has. She, had, had, she, had, she had, had the baby. She yeah. had the baby. Okay, so it was her fortieth birthday, and they got to come visit. They had the her parents there, the kids, and the pictures show her really excited and happy. And I'm good. I'm glad that she those, Who, those kids need to see their mom. Who's giving whom? business advice. That's, I'm not quite what sure. What no, it's not that. business advice. No, no, it's not business. It's parenting advice. Okay. Life advice. Yeah. yeah. Parenting okay. advice. Well, you know, I don't know. <laughs> <What> if <is laughs> Don't get, get me started. I'm not saying they're <laughs> not guilty, but it's like we got people getting out of prison that are they're violent. You know what I'm saying? What irritates me, you got violent people going out of prison and we got Elizabeth Holmes sitting there. I know that's Believe me, I'm not disagreeing, but sometimes I just wonder, right? They, they,
3: they get out of prison, and you know, they, they go. They start a joint business venture, and Elizabeth Holmes says, "Tell you what, I'll handle all the fundraising." <laughs> <laughs> okay, you you you, you go handle ahead, the uh,
2: representation yeah. side. <laughs> you handle the you drama. Go ahead,
3: you go ahead and come up with the product and or service. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm still Elizabeth Holmes. Get on the.
1: A bandwagon if she wasn't a pretty uh I know. blonde woman in I, I still think that there did, was a little bit of did she
2: in fact um appeal her conviction? Yeah and the, what, what's the status. Well, yeah
1: one part of it I thought the appeals she lost Oh. Um, but i got to double check.
3: What, but what, what she lost, appellate court. What, what she, I, I think the, the appeal is still going. What she lost was right. a stay of her going to prison while the appeal was pending. Right. and I think they said, no, nah, no, nah, you, you, you go start yourself. Well, no, Sorry. did the
1: appeal come up about the the guy that testified against her that that came to her house Did, and i think
3: the court held that, that that wasn't enough that that was a motion for a new trial right they, and they, they said no and they said no but i think that there there may be other issues that they're appealing evidence that came in and didn't and that that might be working its way through right. but but her, her request to stay out of custody while that appeal is pending right. was pending yeah. was denied. Right. Okay. Yeah.
0: Fundraising going forward, we know because she ordered black turtleneck sweaters. She got some more she of, those. So more just, of no, them. She got more of them. That's exactly right.
1: Well, anyway, it sounds like they're they're having a joyous time over there in uh, Bryan, Texas. And I've
0: heard
3: those turtleneck sweaters are actually diagnostic in nature. If yes. you wear them once and then send them to the laundry, they can tell you every disease that you uh, Okay. And your DNA. <laughs> and your
0: DNA.
3: <laughs> I'm no, kidding they then. look
2: the, I think they look really good with her orange jumpsuit. I don't think oh, oh, no, good no, they, don't,
1: they don't have orange jumpsuits in this prison. Uh, uh Oh, no, they don't? Uh, no, no, they don't. Not in this prison. What's the color? Pastel. <laughs> <laughs> she was wearing... They actually have places where you can go sit on picnic benches and under trees. And it's kind of a nice... The, the yard area is nice. And like a campus, huh? Yes. Yeah, uh, you
2: kinda, know what? I'm is. happy about that. Because I, I don't too. want her kids to go into the prison and no, see their mom no. you know, behind the bars and doing all no. that. Yeah.
1: Luckily, she's turned 40 and so she's probably got about eight years left, maybe. Um, but guess what? She'll be out when she's 47, 48, you know, and let's see. It. Unless her appeal, if her appeals. I wonder that Todd, as a prosecutor, tell me this. Let's say, for example, the appeal, she wins the appeal and it's a new trial. And and can can they now negotiate with the prosecutors and say, all right, I'll still do the prison I'm doing now, but knock three or four years off? Can they do that?
3: Or is that negotiable? Uh, yes, and I mean you can you, you can do that to, to try to get charges. I think it really depends on what the appellate court holds. So if the if the appellate mm. court if the nature of the appellate court court's ruling is such that the prosecution feels that going forward, maybe one of their counts is, are, is no longer viable. If she had multiple counts that she was right. um, found guilty of, then, all right, let's 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 go ahead and agree to a sentence for what was left over. And I can't remember if she had multiple counts or if it was just a single count of fraud. It was multiple, but, but, yeah, but, but, but a
1: lot of them were she wasn't found guilty
3: of. Yeah, too. so um, in terms of what she was found guilty of, though... The, the next thing is, whatever agreement you have still has to be, for time, still has to be within the uh, federal sentencing guidelines. And I, I think they did run it by the court to see if there was an agreement there. And maybe at that point it would be one of those, well, given the cost and expense to retry the case, we've already got certain things. Anything absent a complete reversal on all charges right uh, may, may result in that. Who knows?
1: Well, and then you got also, okay, say they, they, she does win and they retry it. Can she maybe get a worse sentence because of that?
3: Uh, te-
1: possibly. Yeah, I don't technically
2: know. I think so. Because, it, mm. But 11 years was at the top, right. if I remember right. I think right. the most was 12, and we were all surprised right. she got 11 years or something, right?
3: Yeah, so so you could... I don't see the prosecution adding counts to it. Um, yeah, I, I think they'd be stuck with what they've got to try to retry it. So... Mm. I, I think definitely she would get credit for the time that she had spent. Oh yeah. So course. so you'd have that. Um. interesting. All right,
1: let's move on. We've got a lot lot of, lot to talk the, about. Oh well. we'll doesn't couch.
3: sound like she's doing hard time. Right, uh, no. I think the prison motto is come here to do your casual time. Well so. I think
1: I think it's right. I mean I don't why should she be going to a hardcore prison? We got a lot more to talk about when we come back. I got a list of things we got and then we're gonna do our quick takes. Last time we're gonna be here for a little while. I mean, it's like, really, Cal, right? This is, this
0: is almost the end. The penultimate break, as it were. Yeah, this is it, yeah. Well, all right, this is Radio Law Talk. Stay tuned. As Fred said, we have more stuff coming up. You don't want to miss any of it, but there's not a lot of time left, so alert the neighbors and wake your friends. We'll be back. Radio Law Talk and radiolawtalk.com.
5: Interest rates and inflation are out of control. Is your credit card debt also out of control?
0: It's time to resolve your debt and take back control for a lot less than what you owe. If you have $10,000 or more in credit card debt, then you need to call us right now. Debt Fix Pros can significantly reduce the amount you owe, and you could be debt-free faster than you think. I knew we had to do something. Our debt was growing.
6: It was getting out of control, and we just didn't know what to do.
0: We saw an ad for DebtFix Pros. We called and they showed us how fast they could get us out of debt.
6: It really was amazing. And now we're back in control.
0: Call now and we'll show you how easy it is to fix your debt. The call and consultation are free. Call Debt Fix Pros right now at 800-580-7703, 800-580-7703, 800-580-7703.
4: I must be the worst
0: baseball scout in the whole world. How
3: come nobody's talking about this?
0: Time to get back to Radio Law Talk on radiolawtalk.com and on your favorite radio station.
1: All right. There's a rapper named Killer Mike. What's up with Killer Mike there, uh, Todd Cunin?
3: Yeah, well, so Killer Mike, uh, whose real name is Michael Render. At the Grammys held, I think it was just last week. At the Grammys, he, he wins a Grammy, and um, but prior to the event, he got into an altercation with somebody, and after the event, after he won, Los Angeles police took him, uh, placed him under arrest, and took him, and, and he was later released. But they arrested him, and and while this in and of itself, I don't know if it would. It's interesting that the person was arrested that. The reason why it was interesting to me is I seem to recall a couple of years ago at the Oscars one presenter made a joke and it wasn't before the incident, it was the the Oscars it was in the middle of the show another actor got up Will Smith went over and assaulted the, the, the presenter who made the joke and there was a question about why he was not arrested and it was an award show, well apparently LAPD could have because they arrested this guy. You didn't have to arrest him right then, but you could have arrested him afterwards. Um, I'll be curious. if if I'm Killer Mike, if I'm if, if charges are filed against me, I got a huge bone to pick with the prosecution. Why why wouldn't why didn't you prosecute Will Smith? I mean. In my case, maybe I hit the person, maybe I didn't. I don't know if there's any video of it. But the entire country saw what Will Smith did. I mean, there is great evidence there. And uh, and although he said he's sorry and he's been banned by uh, from the Oscars for 10 years, if it's a criminal act, it's a criminal act. What's up with the disparate treatment? I'll be curious to see if Mike Michael Render is charged with anything. But I just don't see why this is any different than what Will Smith did and why one guy gets arrested couple years later but will smith did not speed cases a
1: delta pilot in salt lake in denver is suing uh he's from utah as he's getting on the escalator there is a uh in colorado there's a there's a protective plate that's missing and his foot gets caught at the end of the moving walkway and goes under it and it Uh tears part of his foot up and his and his uh sock and his shoe and he fell down and hit his shoulder um, but I uh, was able to get out. But uh, I just thought that was kind of interesting to say, yeah, I got my pilot. I'm uh, having problems. Are you going to get injured from, you know, maybe getting hurt in the plane or, no, nope, the escalator. But yeah. interesting that they had... Uh, their argument is the protective plate was missing, and that's how his foot got caught underneath. But uh, that case is going on. Did, we'll didn't he
2: lose his foot? No, 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 he, no, no, he no, did no, not. No. There, there oh was my god! There was
3: another one in a moving walkway. I think this was. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it was over in uh, at an airport in Asia where the woman did lose her leg. Oh god! They yeah. lost her leg. She fell through the moving walkway. But there's oh. a there's a heightened duty of care in that too. Yeah, you know? you, yeah, yeah, uh,
1: yeah. That's called a.
3: Uh, um,
1: um, well, when, you're, when you transport it. You have common carrier yeah, common liability. Common carrier yep. liability, yeah. Okay, Denise, a judge facing some discipline for what? What's a judge facing discipline for? This is a bizarre one, what the judge is facing discipline I know. For. I thought
2: this was really strange. Strange. And especially because of the years we had with COVID. I, you know, during the COVID time, a lot of people worked from home, right? And, and – We've had, like, another resurrection of COVID coming out, and people are getting it again. Well, the New Jersey um, judge uh, allowed for his secretary to work remotely from home, and apparently that was a violation of the office policy that that court had. And so now he's looking at perhaps getting in some disciplinary action for it.
1: For just doing that?
2: Just doing that.
1: See, I don't know about that. I'm not... I'm not a fan of that one. I don't know about you guys. I, I'm not a fan. Todd, uh, let's see. Uh, what about defense
3: attorneys talking to victims? What do you think about that? Well, this comes out of the state of Arizona. Arizona had a law that said that if the defense wants to talk to the victim, the uh, the defense, defense attorneys, had to contact the prosecution to make an appointment to meet with the victim. And look, that was uh, that that law was overturned. But now the Ninth Circuit is deciding maybe whether or not it ought to be revived. But given the questions that the justices had for the proponents of the law, I don't think it'll be over. I don't think it'll be reinstated. It's just it's bad news when the defense has to go through the prosecution to get permission to speak with the victims because the prosecution doesn't have anybody they have to go and get permission from to have Mm. direct contact with the victims. It's an extra layer, and it violates free speech. Maybe the victim
1: doesn't want to talk to them. The victim can say, no, I don't want to talk to them. If the
3: victim doesn't want to talk to them, I get it if the victim tells the prosecution... Tell the defense, I don't want to talk to him. Fine. If that came from the victim via the prosecution, I get it. They don't have to talk to him. But for the defense to have to make an appointment with the prosecution, too, it gives the prosecution too much power. Too right. much power.
1: Right. We got to be careful. We got to have this. Guy, you know, you're you're a defendant. You should have a lot of rights to because uh, you're the one that's going to be uh, nailed here. Okay. Also, okay. Tell me about the party, Mom Denise from Los Gatos. Tell me about this party. I, I, who's the party mom?
2: The party mom is, um, she was a very wealthy um, woman party. who had a big mansion. And she would invite her, she had a son that was in high school. Tell more. where Los
1: Gatos is. It's
2: Los Gatos is a very wealthy. Um, the Bay Area. In the East Bay Area.
1: Right.
2: And um, so that's where she lived. And she would invite the friends of her um, son. Over, and they would throw massive parties, and there'd be alcohol, and there may be some, you know, no. activity, sexual activity between the participants. Some, it's alleged, was without consent. Hmm. She's been behind bars for over 27 months, and she was first paying for her attorney, uh, her de- defense attorney, and now it has just come to light that she can no longer pay For the defense attorney, so now they're going to have to appoint her a public defender to defend her, and they have to push out the trial yet again. Wow. Um, This is after a grand jury had indicted her on many different charges that were more than what she was initially charged with
1: alleges we got to make sure we always say this a grand jury only the prosecution can put in evidence defense cannot put in any evidence that's right we want to make sure people know that we'll we'll follow this one finally a surgical robot is burned a person's intestine that caused them to die there's lawsuits apparently there's a you know that you got these robots now doing these these surgeries and the robots are controlled you know by the surgeons in fact this one this one robot apparently there's approximately 93 product liability lawsuits uh, according to the lawsuit that's been filed against this robot basically that is causing injuries to people getting injured apparently this lady went in for some surgery due to she had some uh, a colon cancer and the robot went in there to um, do the surgery, and uh, apparently, there's a, she got burned. It was a stray electrical arc that uh, burned the ladies. This is in Palm Beach, uh, Florida. There's her small intestine, uh, and uh, caused her to die. So this, these lawsuits, these these robots. Uh, Again, they're like anything else. They have defects. And, but this one, this case is going forward, among many other, about, uh, of the, concerning these robots doing surgery. So I thought it was cool that the robots are doing surgeries because you, you know, the, the likelihood of them making a mistake are supposedly lawyer. But mm, I'm mm. not sure
0: about that. Hmm. All right, Cal. Now it's time, ladies and gentlemen, for the lasting impression of Radio Law Talk. For your quick takes, Fred. What's your quick take? Ah, uh, hotels.
1: When you go to a hotel and you hear noises behind the wall behind you, be careful
3: going over and checking out what's going on.
0: All right, easy on the investigation. That's the point. Yeah. Uh, Todd, is your a quick take ready to go? What is it, it
3: is. So for the pilot that got injured. And a pilot for Delta that got injured, apparently for him, Delta now means doesn't ever leave the
0: airport. <laughs> All right, fair enough. And Denise, you have a quick take you'd like yes. to share with us, I'm sure. Um
2: with the Second Amendment right to bear arms comes a corresponding legal duty to not negligently store them and also to keep them out of the hands of someone who misuses them.
1: Maybe, maybe, we'll see. All right, thanks for joining us. This is Fred Penny, Denise Turks Cal. Hunter and Todd Cuden and this is Radio Law Talk.
0: Remember, Radio Law Talk is available 9 to noon Pacific every Saturday, live on radiolawtalk.com, And on many radio stations coast to coast. Radio Law Talk and RadioLawTalk.com. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated.